here in New York City and, well, across the country, which for millions of Americans means allergy season is approaching. Look out. I'm telling you, what's allergies got to do with business? I'm going to tell you, it's big business. And my guest today specializes in allergies and how you can avoid or remove triggers from your life. Dr. John McEwen is the co-founder and CEO of Allergy Standards, which he founded while still working in emergency room medicine. Now, the company is a physician-led global certification company that prepares independent standards for testing a wide range of products to determine their suitability for asthmatics and individuals with allergies. Man, I'm glad there's groups like this. And he joins us today to discuss the massive allergy business and how you can become a more educated consumer when it comes to health issues. Thank you very much, and thanks for being here, John. He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. So first question I have to ask you is when we when you talk about building a standard for allergies, I can't believe there's not one. Why is that? Well, well it's, a, it's a great question, Jeffrey. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I set up the company. I'm, I'm the, the founder and CEO of Allergy Standards. Um, if Maybe I'll take a bit of time and, and tell the, the story of, of why I set it up. Please. When I was, yeah. So, so I'm an ER physician. We call it A&E over here, accident emergency. But I'm an ER physician uh, by my training. And when I was studying pediatrics, uh, generally, the mums of kids with asthma and allergies were being told by the healthcare professional, either the doctor or the nurse, about avoiding the, the triggers uh, that set off some of their kids' symptoms. And, and mums love this. They love the concept of being proactive, of, of getting involved in managing, managing their kids' healthcare. And they write down everything the doctors and nurses say, and there's no shortage of, of information. But what I found there was a shortage of is actionable insights. So when you actually then go to buy something like a vacuum cleaner or an air cleaner or pillows, you're trying to remember in the back of your mind everything the doctor has said about dust mites and then irritant chemicals like formaldehyde. But when you read, read the actual labels on the product, it's very hard to join those dots. Um, and that's what we've tried to do with our standards, that the products that you select have been tested to fulfill the criteria, the performance criteria, the suitability criteria that, that your physician or healthcare professional is telling you to do anyway. And then when we, we looked into it a bit further, if you look at you know the, the organizations in America like the Federal Trade Commission um, and the EPA, they themselves have identified this as an issue that needs to be uh, more governed. Um, the, the, the healthcare groups like the National Institute of Health um, and they've identified words like hypoallergenic, very loose terms like doctor recommended, often are meaningless or not substantiated in science. So that's what we were trying to develop. We, we felt if we went away and developed credible evidence-based standards, that would actually fulfill a need in the market and really help people identify suitable products. So it seems to me... A little talk, talk to me a little bit about allergies in the U.S. and the rest of the world. It seems like they're becoming a lot more common. I don't remember, I don't remember this when I was a kid. 
No, no. The, I mean, there's, there's, there's good news and bad news, like all these things. The, the bad news is they are increasing. Uh, the, the good news is that there are things we, we can do to mitigate that. Um, the reason why they're increasing, I mean, to give you some numbers on it, it's about 60 million Americans have either asthma and or allergies. Uh, so if you look at that on a kind of a home basis, it's nearly one in three homes are impacted. Yeah. They'll have a parent or a sibling. Um, nobody really knows for sure that there's lots of reasons. It, asthma and allergies are now used more as an umbrella term, um, whereas, say, when, when I was younger, it was specifically things like allergic bronchitis and, and other terms were used. And now we've kind of bucketed those all into to that umbrella, so allergic rhinitis or hay fever. Um, so the, the term is used more, 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 more as an umbrella term. But then there's certainly other things in in the Western world that's happening in, in Western Europe, it's happening in North America, um, that are increasing our tendency. There's clearly a genetic disposition there. But we, you know, we are sealing our buildings to be more energy efficient. Therefore, um, bio burden and chemical burden that builds up in the indoor environment uh, is, is an issue. Um, you know, we all want to have smart homes and connected homes, but are we making sure that they're actually healthy homes with with good air quality? Um, certainly, when I was growing up, there was lots of draft in houses, and sometimes there could be even frost on the inside of windows. But you know, that that's certainly changed with with modern modern homes. Um, there's food, there's certainly, definitely something with regards to uh, processed food and the crossover of the various allergies from food allergies to um, respiratory allergies to skin allergies. There's certainly a connection there. Um, you do hear people use this, this, this term called the hygiene hypothesis, mm-hmm. where we're actually cleaning too much. And therefore, our immune systems aren't challenged enough when we're younger. Um, so we're now our immune system is turning to what would have been benign things in the environment. Do you, so do you think, if you, I was going to ask you, do you think that is truly, I mean, one of the reasons, I, I, a friend of mine is Trace Adkins, who's a singer, country western singer here in the U.S., and his daughters have uh, peanut allergies. I mean, if they so much as open a package of peanuts in the house, the kids will go into shock. I mean, it's, it's that bad. And and he sure. and he and I were talking. He says, you know, we were backstage one time at the Celebrity Apprentice, and he said, you know, Jeff, we, you and I grew up eating dirt, you know, basically. And and his comment was, it's just too clean today. And so is that is that really the reason? I certainly think that. Yeah, I think I think that's that's got to be considered as part of it. There there is mm-hmm. you know the concept of of kind of clean dirt or good dirt and kids being out, out in the environment and playing with mud and, and you know, with animals and things like that. Certainly, there's lo- there is lower evidence of asthma and allergies in people who grew up in, in farming countries. Um, certainly, in older parts of Europe, uh, there's been studies where uh, West Germany and East Germany, so the, the village was the, the same people, essentially, but they were divided. And in the old East Germany, they still kept the animals indoors and did all the traditional things, where in the West Germany side of the border, they had modern central heating. Um, and the, the incidence of asthma and allergies was much, much higher in the West Germany side of the town than it was on the old East Germany side of it, at traditional farming. Um, so there has been examples of, thing, of things like that. Um, but it kind of breaks down into two. One is what, what sensitizes or, or causes asthma and allergy. Um, once you have acquired the condition, clearly the evidence is to avoid your triggers. So it kind of breaks down into 
how do you get it? But once you have got it, you certainly should avoid things like dust mite allergen or any other triggers that, that set off your symptoms. So you just said if you get it and, and how do you get it? Because, all right, so I suffer from allergies. I do. I'm, I'm going to raise mm-hmm. my hand. And when I was a kid, I remember my mother taking me in to get uh, tested. And they made all these little pinpricks on my back. And then, mm-hmm. they, then they tested all these chemical trays against my back to tell me mm-hmm. what I was allergic to. And, yeah. and so, you know, I know certain things. I was very glad to know that I was allergic to spinach, by the way. Because uh, I hated spinach, so that for years I avoided spinach. Although now I eat it, I'm fine. But but back then, evidently, I did. I, it was something I had to stay away from. So do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they still do this? Do do the same thing? Do they still do that, yeah, that testing? They do. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a number of tests that, 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 that I think you're referring to there. One is a skin prick test, and, mm-hmm. that, and that's is a very good test where you're looking at at allergens. Um, and where somebody has an allergic response to pollens, to house dust mite, to cockroach allergen, and and other types of what we call allergens. And if you if you're positive to to one of those triggers and you suffer from asthma, there's very good evidence that if you avoid those triggers, you, you will manage your symptoms. So that's the skin skin prick test, as it were, looking for allergens. Very good test. The other one, that the chemical test, is more of a patch, what they call a patch test, where you're putting a chemical irritants on the surface of the skin. So you're not actually doing a prick test where you're pricking the skin. You're just putting it on the surface. And that's good for avoiding things that have more chemical irritancy, that you have flare-ups. And that's good to know for dyes and textiles. There's a lot of chemicals that get into textiles, whether they're pesticides or residual fertilizers or things to improve textile performance. Uh, and again, if you patch test for certain dyes that go into textiles, you, you should avoid those. And there's leather panels and there's other panels. Um, and then the kind of third test, let's call it your spinach test. That's more of a food intolerance test, which is People are doing a lot more of them now. Um, it's actually exploding in popularity. But it's, there's, there's a slightly different constellation of symptoms and illnesses when you're looking at food intolerances. So the food test is slightly different to the, the asthma and allergy testing. I want to come back to this. Let me take a quick break, and then I want to come back to how, how can we not get this or avoid it. That's one. And then uh, what are some of the treatments we'll come back. So, hey, I want to talk about our friends at Duncan who are advocates for social movements, which is why they're proud to be the first national brand to sell espresso beverages made exclusively from fair trade certified espresso beans. That makes me very happy because anyone who listens to the show knows how much I love Duncan Espresso. Now, I also love their Americano, by the way, which is brand new on the menu. And that uh, that's just hot. That's the two espressos with some hot water. Whoa, I love it. And so all business here with Jeffrey Hazlitt and America run on fair trade certified Duncan Espressos. Uh, doctor, you drink? do you drink coffee? Um, I do. I do. I'm probably more of a tea, tea man. guy. In, yeah. in, our, in Ireland, we're, we're, we're a tea. But, it, but uh, I, do, I do think it's quite interesting about, about your message there, that the fact that they have a certification mark, yeah, um, yeah. and uh, because that's what people people are uh, are looking for. They, yeah, they they love the concept of of products being third party verified by an independent organisation, whether it's fair trade or organic food or indeed are asthma and allergy friendly. And we're we're seeing a lot of that with with social media, the the peer to peer, 
reviews or third party certification seems to be uh, really really a growing trend in consumer consumer habits maybe you can certify our president and uh in congress <laughs> now it was, it's a different thing we'll go on there so can 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 i can i do so, so let me do, i got a grandbaby all right she's mm-hmm. two i got another one coming this weekend i was back home on the ranch and uh we started freaking out because her cheek uh started showing like a rash on it Mm-hmm. And so, oh my gosh, we were trying to identify, was it the cracker? Was it this? Was it that? Was it that? Finally, mm-hmm. we figured out it was just my beard rubbing up against her cheeks because I'm hugging her all the time. So <laughs> we, we calmed down, right? Because we, we, we were afraid, oh my gosh, she's going to have some kind of food allergy. And, sure. and you know, and we have a daughter who has celiac, so she can't have any, any of the wheat products and gluten products. So we try to stay away from that. Now, that we found out mm-hmm. later in her life when she was in her late twenties, we figured that what that, we finally figured out what it was. And now let me, but can, can I just do something with children to avoid those kinds of allergies? Yeah. Well, I certainly think you, you can set up your, your life, your home and your lifestyle to avoid the triggers. You you can't avoid totally allergens and, and certainly within the program, we, we don't make clinical claims. We're not, we're not trying to actually treat people. Mm-hmm. But what we try to empower people to do is optimize their environment. So uh, absolutely, when, you, when, you, when you're looking at a, a new arrival into a home or you're remodeling a home, that, that's what the certification program is for, that um, it's ultimately about indoor air quality. Mm-hmm. And that's what pe- people want to do. And select products that you put into your home that will overall contribute to indirect quality. So if you're looking at your bedding products, the certification will look at pillows that can be washed at certain temperatures to remove allergens. They're good uh, dust mite allergen filters. So if the dust mite allergen builds up in the pillow, it won't get into your breathing zone. We look at floor coverings that will be low emission. So the there has been problems with floor coverings in the past emitting uh, volatile organic compounds like uh, formaldehyde. We certify cleaning products, so they, they'll be low-emission cleaning products. They've also been proven using environmental studies to capture allergens and to, to trap them and lock them away um, and take them out of your environment. And then we certify things like vacuum cleaners, humidifiers, always a good idea with, with if you're worried about uh, hypersensitive airways. So the program, if if you go to the website and and the the, the website is www.aafa.org, that's the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America dot org forward slash certified, you will find all the products you can choose for your home that will impact on various whether it's the bedroom. Uh, cleaning your products like your washing machine to vacuuming your floor. So that's what we try to do. It's kind of a lifestyle approach to optimizing a healthy home. So you, you, I, keep, I keep hearing about dust mites. It makes me want to go out and change my pillow right now and probably my mattress, I would think. That's probably things we should be doing on a regular basis anyway, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And in parts of America, um, cockroach allergen is actually probably more of a key, a key trigger. So See, I don't even want to talk like, about yeah. that, but, but we should talk about it. You know, especially yeah. in major cities, right? And, um, yeah. and especially in more yeah, very urban areas but, and down south, anywhere down south. It's, uh, exactly. Much exactly. More. And, and, but people like the fact, <clears throat> sorry, it, I mean, it is, a bit, it is a bit creepy to be talking about bugs and dust mites and things but, yeah, but that's when just, people yeah. when people find out about it and they and they go well 
you know, I now now I know a bit more about it. I can actually act on what I know, and I can do the traditional spring clean, uh, choose better products, and there could be products I have in my home that are causing irritation. And they, and they love the fact that that can be be proactive. And if if they do all those things, they have a healthier home, and they feel they're getting involved in the management of their healthcare. They're not just you know taking tablets or inhalers that doctors are giving them. They're, they're actually being proactive themselves. So. It is a bit creepy to talk about it, but once people realize they can do stuff, they, they, they get really energized by it. Yeah. So let me ask you uh, another question more about the environment and what you eat and how you eat it. A lot of people talk about honey. Now, I, I, mm-hmm. I have bees on my property in South Dakota, and I pass out honey, and everybody loves mm-hmm. it, and I give it away for all my gifts. That's, I don't sell it or anything. I just take about 1,000 jars a year and give it away for friends. And, but, yeah. but a lot of people will say, hey, you want to avoid allergies, eat the honey from the local area is there any truth to that there is no it's not an it's not a um it's not an area that the i'm of any expertise and it's not an area that the program works in but there are there are if you know a quick google on it there are some fascinating um papers around that if people are allergic to various types of pollens and often people don't realize they're allergic to uh, tree pollens, yeah. uh, different, different, different plants, grasses and weeds and then trees pollinate and uh, flowers at different times of the years. Um, and often people don't realize that the seasonal allergy is related to a particular flowering season. But there are some studies where people have eaten honey and there's been an immunomodulation effect, i.e. their gut is modulating their immune system for the pollens um, that the bees made the honey from. So it's definitely connected. It's all connected through an antibody, the IgE antibodies. Um, so there, there is stuff out there on it, and, and, and you're right. You're right. People do talk about it, but it's, it's not really an area that the program focuses on at the moment. Yeah, I, I found bacon uh, to help as well. No, I'm just joking. I just love bacon. And that, that if I could find a link bacon. to caramel rolls would be good, too. That would yeah. be another one. Bacon and spinach. Oh, yeah, bacon. No, I love bacon. I love spinach. I, spinach, I don't love I don't like, like, like it, but I don't love it as much as bacon. Bacon is, I think, the miracle food. But anyway, different thing. Let me, let me ask you a question. How much, how, on average, how much is spent on allergy-related health costs? Yeah, the, I mean... The latest data that I have is actually a few years out of date now, so I'd say it's actually even even uh, higher than this. But it, for prescription medicine, they, they reckon it's around ten billion for asthma medication, wow, and an extra six billion for for allergy medications, and that 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 breaks down to prescription based and then over the counter stuff. You, you don't need a prescription. But I would for. think the the allergy side is going to overtake the asthma side, don't you think? Yeah, I think I think I think people. Once they realise that they can do something about it, um, absolutely, P- people aren't going to put put up with just having sniffs and, and allergies. I mean, what's interesting is the what, what we describe as environmental control products um, is actually bigger than that. It's around 26 billion. So that's when you look at bedding products, vacuum cleaners, air cleaners, furnace filters, various cleaning products those that are now targeted at people with asthma allergic sensitivities is it is it about 26 billion so that's that's an even bigger category it's big it's a big business that's uh, money with a b money with the b mm-hmm. uh, let me mm-hmm. take a quick break and talk about some money um and that's about paying taxes are you one of those people overpays the government too much in taxes so 
don't give your money away. So enroll in a tax course at Liberty Tax Service. They'll teach you everything you need to know to prepare your taxes so you won't have to pay a penny more than what you owe. And then um, the course is free. You can take it for free. You know, you, there's a little bit of money for books and supplies, but it gives you a skill that will pay dividends, and you can learn more at libertytax.com. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. When I look at the this business, and then I look, uh, you're from Ireland. Why why are you doing this in the U.S. and why 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 hasn't someone in the Americas done this already? Um, well, when I knew I was coming on your your podcast, I, I listened back to to a few of yours, and I really enjoyed them. I was saying earlier, isn't the the Angie list one? I thought was fascinating. Um, and also the one with, one with Jay Townsend about mm-hmm. if he was this chief marketing officer for America. And a lot of the things you said in, in your podcast was was why we, we felt this was the area or the first country to set up the program. And it, it is the, the network. People are very, very proactive. They speak a common language. And, and, you know, they take a leadership position in a lot of a lot of these areas. We spoke earlier about fair trade coffee. Sure. And if you look at the American Heart Association, they have a heart check mark as well. There's a very well-developed sense of kind of community and network. And in America, I think people, you know, the rise of the consumer champion, the influence of bloggers, the peer-to-peer network, and and people aren't willing just to sit back and and, uh, um, accept poor labeling on products. People can now test products. They get on crowdsourcing websites. They can use you know, we we have developed our own app ourselves, but people have other apps where you can scan barcodes and upload information and create forums. So there's a great sense of of information and people being empowered in America and acting on that advice. Um, and obviously, a very large market, all speaking the same language. So we we just felt it would be the best place to to try and get a program like this off the ground. Super. So what are you looking for when you're evaluating a product? So as you set the standards up, what are you looking for? So it kind of breaks down into to three areas. Um, if you're looking at a bedding product or a pillow, it's chemical constituents, the physical properties mm-hmm. of the products, and then it's, it's, it's allergen performance. So chemical will be what I was talking about earlier, things that get into textiles to improve or enhance textile performance but can be an irritant and people often don't realize that, that these this 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 stuff is in in textiles so we're looking for allergenic dye stuffs we're looking for c-reactive proteins we're looking for residual pesticides um, and then formaldehyde which is often put on on textiles um, when it's when it can be shipped long distances and then optical brightness so that's the first phase. We test if it's a pillow. We'll test it for all those um, those attributes. Then we look at the physical attributes, um, things like comfort physiology. So that's water vapor transmission, wickability, airflow. Because traditionally, a lot of the bed allergy bedding was kind of sweaty, uncomfortable, or very noisy. So, so we make sure they're best in class products. Well, that's because it was plastic, so, right? I mean, it was pretty like, much. Yeah, yeah, it was like a yeah. rubber sheet or plastic that you would <laughs> yeah. put between you and the mattress, which was that just, that's yeah. just you're just going to sweat. So, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and a, a big thing, a big thing about kind of the program. Once a pro, once a product is tested and certified, 
it then comes with a care code, which is how you wash it, how often you wash it. And it's very much this kind of lifestyle. So if, if compliance is a big issue in all medicines. So if, if a doctor or a healthcare nurse tells you to, to do something, but it clearly doesn't fit in with your lifestyle, the first thing that goes is, is going to be the product in the, in the trash can. Mm-hmm. So we make, we make sure these are best-in-class products. And then the third phase of testing would be um, looking at its allergen filtration. So can you wash allergens off it? Do the allergens go through the fabrics? Do allergens build up in it over time? It sounds like to me you're also more into education than compliance as well. Yeah, very, very, very much so. I mean, when you asked about why America, I mean, a key, a key aspect of the success of the program, because it's been, it's been going for 10 years now, um, was, our, was our partnership with the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. So mm-hmm. there are our, our, our partners, um, and they provide, we provide a lot of the science and the technology of developing the standards. And then the Asthma and Allergy Foundation provide the educational platform, uh, the, the, the website, they run the Facebook page, the forums, and they really build, as you said, that educational community around the project, uh, sorry, around the program. So it's two pillars. It's evidence-based science is one pillar, and then the other pillar is education, community, and, and the research that goes on. Who funds that foundation? Um, they have a number, a number of, of, of funds, obviously traditional not-for-profit funding and donations. Uh, they have other sponsors um, that sponsor various programs they have. Um, but they've been around for about 60 years now, oh, based wow. down in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And they would be you know, the leading patient advocacy group for, for asthma and allergies in, in America. So you, you uh, speaking of advocacy, you've got a new app. How, how does that work? Because I haven't looked at the app, so I apologize for that. But uh, okay. yeah, well, well, if you think if you think it's the next generation of product labeling or product certification. So the the first the first iteration of our certification mark was on product. It's a, certif- it's a little label on the product. You pick it up, you see it right there on the product. Whether it's a vacuum cleaner a Dyson vacuum cleaner or LG washing machine or 3M furnace filter. The certification is actually on the product at the point of purchase. How, how many of then, those, by the way, do you have today? Um, we've, we've over 30 clients in, in, in the program mm-hmm. from floor covering, paint. Uh, our latest client we just, we just launched there recently in the Hope Depot is the Owens Corning insulation product. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Pure Safety. You, you'll uh, see it on the end caps in the Home Depots at the moment. Um, so we've got a whole whole host of, of products, Tarket flooring, Benjamin Moore paint, all around kind of building. Um, we then have lots of various bedding products, Hollander. We, we now certify the Martha Stewart line of bedding that's available in Macy's. Um, we do P&G, the Swiffer products. Um, it's a 3M furnace filter, the Lysol furnace filter, Flanders furnace filters. Um, so a number of products. As I said it's all, it's all listed on 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 the website uh, afa.org forward slash certified. Yeah. Will um, the will the app though? Will you be able at some point? Do you think take a picture of the product and it will tell you the the I don't know the triggers that are inside of them, the things that are inside. You should this should have a a yellow a, you know a green yellow red on the product, or it does say hey no this is certified this is good to go. That's, that's exactly right. So you, you actually scan the barcode, and okay. you can take a photograph. So you, you scan the barcode, and it mm-hmm. dials up into the database. 
and then that will you can download the certificate why when and why the product was certified what it means to you so if it's if it's a particular type of say vacuum cleaner the the allergens it, it picks up and why why it passed the certification um and then absolutely we really want it to be a community building or engagement platform so we want people to take photographs of products upload them to the website ask us questions um, and really get a forum of people kind of sharing data, tips and tricks and stories. Yeah, but that's um, good. That's but, good for you too, right? I mean, that's a, from a business perspective. That's your customers telling you, "Hey, go get this product certified," because you find out if they're not certified or not, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And retailers, we, you know, we just said our products available in, in say Macy's and the Home Depot and Lowe's, but we we really encourage the retailers to get in, involved because. I think I think after the recession or the downturn, people realize a race to the bottom. Well, this is my belief that a race to the bottom on pricing isn't isn't sustainable. And what what we're seeing now, the consumer sentiment is people want better products, but they want to know why they're better, and they they want their brands to be relevant to them. They want to understand their brands and companies have purpose behind their brands, and they communicate with their audience. And we think I think the app really is a way that. The companies are they're making these great products, but now they've been scientifically validated. They actually fulfill a purpose. And now through the app and the website, everybody can actually join in that conversation. Well, we just, I just got through interviewing here not too long ago, Wild Idea Buffalo, which they make, uh, they, they harvest uh, bison, American bison buffalo. And grass-fed, no hormones, the whole bit, and it's a little bit more expensive. But the the deal is uh, to to live right, to have healthy life. You got to pay a little bit more to get it right, and it's not easy to do that. So, will you think there'll there'll be a premium for these kinds of products? Which generally they do tend to be. I mean, the more higher grade product mm-hmm. because they've invested so much in the in the R and D to to make the product as as good as it is. Um, and our client, we don't we don't want it to be exclusive. For for example, if you're a certification mark, which, which we are, we're a registered certification mark. Mm-hmm. You, you can't be exclusive in any category. Correct. So if, if a product if a product makes makes the grade, you have to award the certification. Mm-hmm. So, so we do want to make it as as widely available as possible. Um, but we have set the standards, the bar very high. So generally, they are best in class products. Um, and our clients like that because it makes it a level playing field. You can't come along with a, an inferior product and just make a claim that it's good for asthma, or it's good, you know, it's good, good for controlling asthma and allergy triggers. Um, we, we now are saying, well, look, if you're going to make that claim, you have to submit it to rigorous scientific testing. Mm-hmm. So generally, the products that pass the standards are, are the better end of, of the category. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned retailers. Who are some of the retailers in the U.S.? That are really taking the lead here. Yeah, well, for example, we've just just recently uh, this week of just doing a, an end cap uh, and a lot of promotion by Owens Corning, uh, the insulation product. So Home Depot are, are very engaged around that. Um, Benjamin Moore is one of our, our, our paint our paint companies. Uh, Martha Stewart again. Uh, she's her health science uh, line of bedding is available in Macy's, and then Hollander do, they're another pillow company, bedding company, they make uh, Ralph Lauren pillows, and they're available in Bloomingdale's. So across the board, Target, um, 
Bed Bath & Beyond have a number of our products. They would have the Dyson vacuum cleaners, they have the Dyson air care products. They have a Bono, which is a floor cleaning product, as well as the Procter & Gamble Swiffer products as well. So, um, And Best Buy would have our electrical appliances, again, the Dyson vacuums, the LG washing machine. So we we, we would hope that your listeners, pretty much in most retail places, um, will be able to find certified products. I'm sure they will. You know, the other thing is, it, it, I'm just sitting here, you don't just have to have an allergy or asthma to want to buy these products. I mean, it's part of a clean, healthy, natural lifestyle, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, one one of our our clients I haven't mentioned is, is Stanley Steamer, um, who is a truck-mounted steam cleaning company. You come and they'll steam clean your carpets. Um, that, that was a really interesting project because we didn't know how you'd actually go about certifying um, steam cleaning a carpet service. To that date, we'd only certified products. Um, so with one of our research partners, uh, another Irish company called Airmid Health Group, uh, they conducted a 12-week environmental study, a ride-along where the environmental technicians went out with the drivers and they did environmental sampling before and during cleaning and after cleaning. And they ended up publishing the research at the American Academy of Asthma and Allergy Immunology uh, annual meeting, which is uh, a big medical event um, held by the American Academy, um, publishing their research of the environmental study, uh, which meant the Stanley Steamer ultimately gained certification. And they've, it's a bit like you know, the book Blue Ocean Strategy, they've entirely repositioned their business rather than just being cleaning carpets, now they're all about healthy homes and, and uh, a, better, a better environment. So that, that was where somebody um, got involved in the, in the asthma and allergy-friendly program, but really they've seen a big uptake because it's all about healthy, health, a healthier home. Oh, well, fantastic. Well, thank you. I want to thank you very much for joining me and talking about this. This is affecting millions of Americans without question. One in three houses, that's a big one for me. Big takeaway. So, uh, John, thanks for joining me all the way from Ireland to talk about the certification process. That's great, Jeffrey. Really enjoyed it, and thanks for having us on. All right, cheers. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. End of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. Let me tell you what I learned the most. Uh, honey, change the pillows right away, okay? And maybe even the mattress. We probably should do that. Dust mites, uh... And the other thing, oh, cockroaches. Now, luckily, I don't have that. But uh, but having grown up down south, used to see a lot of them when I was a kid. And uh, less so as I got up north where it's just too doggone cold. Except in New York City, you see them along with the rats. But anyway, let's don't get into that. This is billions and billions of dollars. Bigger than I thought. $26 billion with a B. And that's what I learned the most. And, um, you know, we have to be... The other thing I learned is you just can't tell from a label. You need certification groups like this, which is very helpful because they... They can take care of all the complications that you might not know about in terms of looking through all the chemicals, the ingredients, the dyes, the pesticides that are still laying out there on the stuff that we eat, breathe, wear, or sit on. Um, so I'm, I'm glad there's groups like this. And so uh, we should be supportive and we should, you know, look for those businesses. And like we learned uh, uh, from other shows, it's a little bit more expensive sometimes, but to have that healthy lifestyle uh, that you'd like to have, you know, it's well worth it.
And that's what I learned right here in all business. And I learned it to have a healthy lifestyle. Got to have good friends and good friends. They listen to this show. And so pass it on to a friend of yours. I'd appreciate it. That's uh, all I got right here today on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on Play.it, CBS, iTunes, and wherever else you're listening in on podcasting. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.